In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the third Sunday of the blessed month of Misr. And there is one area of these readings focusing on St. Mary, the Mother of God, who is the Mother of our Lord Jesus Christ. And as the Mother, she was the one who did the will of God. And that's what made her the Mother. And that we can also be his brothers and his sisters if we do the will of God. But today I want to speak to you about something that seems to have been, it's been coming up in my interactions with people and in my, what I've been seeing online. Uh, and it's the idea of unity, the idea of oneness. And a lot of the readings today focus on this idea of unity. If we go to the Pauline epistle, from Romans 16. Uh, he says, I urge you, brother, brethren, note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learned and avoid them. Avoid them. And how do you note, how do you see? It's how they are conducting themselves. Oftentimes, what I've been noticing is that people engage in these theological debates online but their character uh, is, is, is not that of a person who can speak theology. We can be honest. And what is the character of somebody who can speak theology? Well, first is the one who lives the theology. And theology is the one, it belongs to the one who prays. And it belongs to the one who is a person of peace. And of course, devoted to unity. And this isn't a new problem. This is, this is the problem, is that it's not new. Uh, divisions have been here from the very beginning. If you remember reading the book uh, of 1 Corinthians, when St. Paul is writing to them about the divisions, some of you say you belong to Apollos, others say that you belong to Paul, others say you belong to Jesus Christ. And he speaks, specifically speaks to this church and says, this shouldn't be the case among you. And then there are those of you who think Speaking in tongues is better than prophecies, is better than teaching, is better than miracles. These divisions shouldn't be among you. And, and in this, he speaks to them about love. Love in 1 Corinthians first, uh, chapter 13. And the, what's interesting about the church in, Corinthi in Corinth is it didn't learn. Because you have one of the earlier texts by 1 Clement, Bishop of Rome. He wrote a letter to them. And it was the same issues. It was about the young wanting to have the authority over uh, the, the seniors, wanting to have authority over the priests, over the clergy. It was written at the end of the first century. So you have St. Paul writing maybe at the end of the first century, and then Clement writing maybe at the beginning of the second century, end of the first century, to the younger generation of leaders who wanted to overthrow the older generation. Issues arose over money and leading prayer services. Uh, and who has the authority to preach? Right? Isn't that what's going on online? Who has the authority to preach? People can go online and say whatever they want. And you know what? What they say is, the fathers said, and then they'll quote, they'll say something, right? And it's, it's funny. Anytime they say the fathers, 
This isn't my, this isn't my uh, words, but Father, Father Tom Hopko would always say this. Anybody that says the fathers, the fathers, have never read the fathers. They're just using this as a tag to justify whatever they're saying. Or they'll say, Pope Shenouda said this. Or they'll say, Abuna Metta Meskin said this. Or they'll create other divisions. We have this. This isn't just in English. This is in Arabic as well. They love to go online and they'll take quotes from sermons and then they'll say, this person is not speaking the truth. This person is, is not speaking the theology of the church. This person doesn't know what they're talking. And they create divisions among the congregation and among the church. When Clement of Rome wrote his letter to the Corinthians, he put in front of them an example. He says, first off, he said, we have to listen to those who are cultivating peace. Right? There's a difference between cultivating peace and cultivating division. Right? And how this ties into today's gospel, when, when Christ speaks about Satan, Diabolo, Diabolos in, 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 the, uh, in the Greek, it is the one who divides. The, the, one, the diabolic is the one who divides. And he says, if a kingdom is divided against itself, it cannot stand. Satan is the one who divides. And St. Clement of Rome is saying, we have to not follow the one who divides, but the one who is sowing peace and not pretending to sow peace. There's ways that we can pretend. Oh, I'm doing this because I love the person. I'm doing this because I don't want the person to say anything wrong. I'm doing this because I want this person to repent and to return. But there are a, a thousand ways that you can do that. It doesn't have to be open. It doesn't have to be public. And it's not something that it's a one-liner and of course the person is going to repent. This is a journey. If you really are interested in somebody repenting and turning from their ways, then you have to be in a journey with them. You have to say, I'm going to be with you, helping you. And it might take years. It might take lots of dialogue. It might take nights of staying up. But whatever it is, it's not this one or two liner. And then, uh, you know, it's basically throwing a bomb and all these other people are affected afterwards. Second thing he says, not only do we have to adhere to those who sow peace. Second thing he says, we have to follow Christ as an example of humility. Christ is an example of humility. When Christ came, the Jews weren't united. There were several different categories of Jews with several different categories of beliefs, and many of them were at odds, completely at odds. Think about the Sadducees, right? They didn't believe in the resurrection of the dead, and yet they were Jews. They were Jews that were part of the Jewish faith. The Sadducees didn't believe in the resurrection of the dead, but the Pharisees did. And so when Paul said, I, I'm only preaching about the resurrection of the dead, in that one time where the Sadducees and the Pharisees were there, he, he created discord among them because he knew that they were divided on this issue. But Christ, St. Clement says, Christ was humble-minded, not of those who exalt themselves over his flock. Our Lord Jesus Christ, who has majesty and the majesty of God, did not come in with pride of pomp and arrogance. Sorry, pomp of pride or arrogance, although he might have done so, but in lowly condition. And as the Holy Spirit declared regarding him in Isaiah 53. This now goes back to 
the great prophecy of Christ as the suffering servant. Like sheep, he was led to the slaughter. As a lamb before his shearers, he was dumb, he didn't speak. So he opens not his mouth. And also in the Psalms, Christ said, I am a worm and no man, a reproach of men, and despised among the people. Beyond, Saint, beyond this example of Christ, St. Clement also says, let us be imitators of the saints, of the saints who walked around in goatskins and sheepskins, basically in, in, in the least elegant of clothing. Saints like Elijah, Elisha, Ezekiel among the prophets. And those who were similar to them like David, even though he was a king, even though he had everything at his disposal. God said about David, I have found a man after my own heart, David, the son of Jesse. And yet he, when he fell, David repents and he says, have mercy on me, O Lord, according to your great mercy. You see the, the example of humility? The example of humility from Christ to the saints and David as well. If we imitate these examples, then we can seek after peace. But we can't seek after peace if we're sowing the exact opposite, which is division. And peace was one of the most important ideas in the early church. And just forgive me, I'm just having a bit of technical difficulties here, but St. John Chrysostom wrote a beautiful meditation on peace in the early church in his commentary on Ephesians chapter 4. In that, that chapter, the, the verses, he says, there is one body. And one spirit, even as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in you all. But unto each one of us was the grace given according to the measure of the gift of Christ. And St. John, he writes and he says, Nothing so provokes the anger of God as divisions in the church. Nothing provokes the anger of God so much as divisions in the church. And he quotes Cyprian. He says, St. John Chrysostom quotes St. Cyprian, and St. Cyprian said, not even dying as a martyr can save you from this sin of causing division. Right? Not even dying, the death of a martyr, will help you. That's how dangerous. In our mind, you die as a, a martyr. That means you know anything I did gets erased, the blood, and so on and so forth. Right? He says, not so with this, with this sin. That not even the blood of martyrdom can wash out this sin. And there's a long explanation for that, which you can read, and I'm happy to share. And maybe in, in my... Uh, weekly email I'll send this out but he says I'm not just talking about the priests I'm not just talking about the bishops I'm talking about the people he says I'm talking to you as people 
And he says, if you are upset with me, this is St. John Chrysostom. He's saying, if you are upset with me, if you have a problem with me, I prefer that you spit on me. I prefer that you attack me physically. I, I prefer that you are um, violent towards me than that you cause division in the church. Right? I prefer, I don't care, he's saying, I don't care about my body. I don't care about my image. I don't care about my reputation. I care that the church is one and the church is united. And, and, and he goes into such detail explaining exactly what is happening now in the church. Exactly what is happening now in the church. He says, I mean these remarks, and pay attention to these words. I'll try and make it into clear English, but pay attention to these words. He says, I mean these remarks for those who give themselves up indiscriminately to the men who are dividing the church. So there are people who are dividing the church and there are those who are following the people who are dividing the church. So he says, For if on the one hand men have doctrines also contrary to our doctrines, then on that account further it is not right to mix with them. He says, if people are preaching something differently from what are, we are preaching, then just on that alone you should not be with those people. But if on the other hand they hold the same opinions, the reason for not mixing with them is greater still. And why so? Because then the disease is a desire to have authority. <coughs> so he's saying those that have the same opinions but are causing divisions. Like we believe the same thing, but we're still going to fight with you. He says these are even worse than those that have contrary opinions. Because what they want is the authority to be able to say what is right and what is true. And this is exactly what you see in, on Facebook. This is exactly what you see on these, in these groups of people who are claiming to be defenders of orthodoxy, defenders of, of salvation, defenders of the truth. And all they're doing is causing division. He says, because they lust power, don't you remember what happened to Korah, Dathan, and, Abir and Abiram in Numbers uh, 16, from verse 1 to 35? And is, was it only them? Was it not also all those who were with them? It wasn't just those three that were punished. So what will we say? We have to return to this idea of one Lord, one faith, one baptism. And we have to be especially careful of those who are sowing division. St. Irenaeus said it a different way. St. Irenaeus said, where the church is, there is the Spirit of God. And where the Spirit of God is, there is the church. And every kind of grace and the Spirit is truth. So if you are going outside of the church, to doctrines outside of the church, if, if you are seeing that people are preaching something else that hasn't been preached in the church, for the sake of causing division, what usually happens? Somebody, usually in an armchair, we call them armchair theologians, they sit down, they read one book, and then they have opinions about everything. They read, maybe they read two books, right? I, and, and, and for me, it, it blows my mind, you know, now I'm entering into, I believe it's probably the 30th year of my education, and in this professional student 
uh, venture that I've, I've, I've entered in on, I am knowing more and more that there, it, is, it is not simple. And it is not easy. And it, it's, a, it's difficult for me when somebody asks me what is supposedly a simple question, I, I fumble because I know that there is so much out there. And that what we're generally doing is not focusing on what is true and what is right, but we're focusing on what is entertaining or what is, you know, um, you know something that is uh, the topic of the day, something that is interesting, but really has no bearing on whether I'm working harder in my Christian, in my, my salvation, in my Christian life. And St. Augustine wrote about it in this way. He said, if you are the, tr- if the body has the soul, and you cut off the arm, and you put the arm on a table. That's the division. Where is the spirit of the body? Is it in the arm, or is it in the, in the, the rest of the body? Is not the arm dead, and the rest of the body is alive? And so, when we try to understand this idea of unity, at first, we have to understand unity in the faith often means unity in the... In the, in the bishop, in the priests, in the church. That doesn't, doesn't mean we're perfect. It doesn't mean that the bishop is perfect. If there's ever an opinion or something that I say that you disagree with, we can always talk about it. right? But to go online, as has happened in other churches, and to look at that person's sermon and to say this person is not teaching according to the Coptic Orthodox faith is not the way to approach it. And that's what people have been doing. And the problem with this is when there's a lack of a dialogue, then there's no real desire to be united. There's no real desire to be on the same page about anything. And what ends up happening is many around, people that don't understand what's going on, look, see the division and say, oh, the Coptic church, man, it's got problems. It's got issues. We are, as a group, as a whole, on a journey to the kingdom of heaven. We're in a rowboat together. We're all rowing in that direction. If one or two or three people begin to row in the opposite direction, we're going to go in circles. We're not going to get to where we are. Everybody is affected. Everybody is affected. And the problem in the end of the day becomes uh, um, a situation where as much as we're trying to collect the pieces, you it's like, um, what's the word? It's like trying to... Uh, uh, keep water in one direction. Like let's say I put some food coloring in a pool and I just try to keep all the food coloring here. You can't. It dissipates all over the place. And this is the problem when people engage in theological debates online or theological debates without asking um, what is the center, what is the, the place where we should be. So for us, understand first and foremost, Satan is the one that divides. Satan is the one that divides in our homes. Satan is the one that divides in our church. Satan is the one who is the master of all division. So when we think about division, we have to understand this is not from God. But we should adhere and stick to those who sow peace. Who are looking to generate peace, not division. And this can happen in the diocese. It can happen in a parish. And I think many of you probably are aware where you go into a parish and you know this pre- these people are, are belong to that priest. This, these people belong to that priest. And there's division from the very beginning. How can 
we say peace be unto you when there is no peace. When we say peace be with you all, it's not that may you have a good day. It's that we are united with one another and united with God. When we pray for the one, only, holy, Catholic, and apostolic church, we're praying for the unity, not for the singularity. The unity, the oneness, the togetherness. And this has to be something that we continue to pray about and take very seriously. And not only in our churches, but in our homes. But let's return to, our, to the church. When it comes to the church, we follow the bishop. We follow the metropolitan. And we follow the leadership of the church. We follow those who are given the authority. If there is a, a very important thing that divides us from them, there are ways that we can go about it. It doesn't have to be, you know, I'm just going to whatever, write a newspaper article or something. No, there are ways that we approach this. And St. Saint, um, Saint Ignatius of Antioch, he said, we follow the bishop as we follow Christ. We follow the bishop as we follow Christ. And we follow the priests as we follow the apostles. So as we are understanding this and following this, we can also sadly, um, we can also sadly see that these divisions are not for the glory of God. And so it must be within our prayers and within our minds and within our hearts. And if you go to even the Catholic epistle, I'm not going to go through it, but the Catholic epistle speaks about divisions, but from a different way. St. Peter gives commands to the servants so that there are no divisions. He gives commands to the husbands so that there are no divisions. He, give com he gives commands to the wife so that there are no divisions. But at the end of the day, Wives, you don't have to call your, your husband's Lord like Abraham did, right? That's what he says. But the idea is that there should be no divisions. Work on sowing peace. There must always be unity. There must always be togetherness. This has to be the goal. And sometimes we die for the sake of peace. Sometimes we are martyrs for the sake of peace. Sometimes we have to carry our cross for the sake of of peace. This is essential. And I know that many of you have felt this probably firsthand in your own lives. Today's gospel, when Christ speaks about division and he speaks about the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit and about those who do the will of God, let us focus our minds and our hearts around this idea of peace. And that that which is peaceful is of Christ, that which is divisive is of the devil. And take the words of St. Paul who says, Note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine and avoid them. And avoid them. So that we can live peaceful lives. So that when we know somebody's coming and they're just going to call, talk to us about all the latest gossip, we can say, let, let me either have a conversation with them that doesn't relate to all this gossip that's going to just divide me and cause me anxiety and make me all anxious on the inside. Let's talk about that which makes for peace. And let's pursue peace in our lives so that we can be called true sons, true daughters of the Master, of the One who is the King of Peace. To God be the glory, now and ever in the age of all ages. Amen. Oh, yeah, oh.